Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 133. Uh, Yeah, it's coming to you a week late. I'm going to post it on uh, the evening of Christmas on the 25th on Sunday. Um, Appreciate the patience. Uh, It's coming to you a bit late because last weekend I had to devote pretty much the entire weekend to recording my drums uh, for the new Krigsgrove album, so um, that went pretty well. I was recording myself. I ended up borrowing a uh, live, not live, but recording rig from uh, a buddy of mine because I downsized my my home studio uh, a couple of years back because uh, it was just taking up too much space. So um, what I have now isn't really compatible with recording a full, fully mic'd up drum kit, so I had to borrow uh, some gear from a buddy of mine and then I just took my sweet time and tracked myself over the course of Friday and all day Saturday and uh, and got it all done. So I uh, appreciate you bearing with me there. And um, I think I have a pretty good one. Hopefully it's a, a nice little Christmas gift for you all. So yes, here we go. We're going to kick things off uh, fast and furious here out of Scotland. This is a one-man band that's been going since 2014. And uh, I think I probably first heard them in 2016. That is Hell Ripper, and I've been kind of singing this guy's praises for uh, for years now. And I was a fan. Um, he had released a compilation uh, of all of his demos, just independently, self-released, you know. And it was great. Um, really high energy, great guitar work. And, you know, the drumming is definitely good as well. I mean, he's a one-man band, uh, so all of it's good. His vocals, but uh, I think he really shines uh, on guitar. Um, but then, yeah, he's he released um, self-released the debut full-length album, and then finally was able to get signed uh, to Peaceville, which is awesome. And then uh, he released a uh, second album called "The Affair of the Poisons," and uh, that was excellent as well. And uh, there's just been little EPs and stuff in between. And uh, now there's a new album that's going to be coming out uh, February 17th of next year through Peaceville. It's album number three called Warlocks Grim and Withered Hags. <laughs> and the cover art is pretty cool as well. They've already released that. Uh, but there's been a new single that has dropped, and um, it picks up right where the others have left off. He hasn't really changed the formula very much, nor does he need to because he does it really, really well. And um, it's always a it's always a good day when you have some new Hell Ripper to listen to. So here we go off of the upcoming album warlocks grim and withered hags this is hell ripper with the knuckle which is a kind of a welsh and scottish like um demon that's kind of a half human half horse but not in the way you might think it's just kind of like the top half of a human kind of melting into the top of a horse and it's there's no skin on it it's all just flesh and blood but it's this you know wicked kind of sea demon it's a sea demon even though it's a horse doesn't really make a whole lot of sense but uh it's known to like wither crops and stuff like that and it's supposed to be one of the worst of the of scottish folklore of their demons so here we go this is hell ripper with the knuckle
There we go. That was Hell Ripper from Scotland with the Nukalavi. Um, that's an excellent song, and I love, I guess it would be considered maybe the chorus. I'm not even sure, but uh, there's a section in there that reminds me a lot of uh, Tribulation, if you just kind of turned up the beats per minute there on a Tribulation tune, but uh, kind of had that same kind of vibe to it. But yeah, like the evolution is, you know, minor. There's just some little little changes here and there from album to album but for the most part he kind of has his uh, his sound and his formula and just continues to do it really well um all right we're going to sweden here this band has been going since 06 they've had a, a lot of lineup changes and things over the years uh, but those first three records to me um are still their best um the last one they put out is actually pretty good as well but these first three are just uh, outstanding that band is demonical and they kind of do that typical Stockholm, you know, Swedish old school death metal uh, sound, but they kind of have a, a bit of a darker um, vibe to it, kind of in the same vein as like, you know, Unanimated or a band like that. Um, but yeah, Demonical was a really, really strong band and had a consistent lineup for those first three records. And then they slowly but surely had a change of vocalists and change of drummer and just they've kind of bounced around with a couple different vocalists and... Now Ronnie, the uh, original drummer uh, who used to play in Grave and um, used to play in Sentinex for their last album, like he's back in the band now on drums. So that's cool that he's returned. He's a good drummer. Um, but I'm going to play something off of their second album called Hellsworn that came out in uh, May of 2009 through Cyclone Empire Records. They've put out seven records now at this point. Um, so it's cool that they're still going, and they've never really put out a bad album. There's just uh, the newer ones have been a, a little bit more forgettable for me than those first three. Uh, but yeah, they've never put out anything bad. But uh, as I said, the newest one, which the name of it is escaping me right now, but uh, that was actually a pretty good uh, return to form, in my opinion, for them. But um, but yes, uh, if you want to check out more of them, I highly recommend those first three. So here we go, off of the 2009 album Hell Sworn, this is Demonical with World Serpent.
All right, there we go. That was Demonical with World Serpent off of the album Hellsworn. Um, yeah, excellent band. I do miss that original vocalist. I can't remember his name, uh, but he's gone on to a few other bands as well, so he's still active in the scene. But uh, yeah, I do wish he would come back. All right, we're going to Poland here. This is a four-piece black metal band that's been going since 2018. That band is Funeral Mass, and they play just kind of a more melodic kind of epic feeling uh, black metal um, lyrically and just kind of visually they kind of follow a lot of the uh, kind of stereotypes but um, I don't know something about this I can't remember where I was first introduced to them but it was pretty recent uh, and I checked it out and thought it was pretty well done so uh, yeah I just like the guitar work and it. it's pretty melodic so I'm gonna play something off of their third album that uh, just came out and that might be where I uh, first saw them was kind of a, on a new release list of some sort, but uh, this album is called Shadow of the Raven Throne and came out on December 2nd of this year through Marquee Records. It's their third album overall. And yeah, I have not heard the first two records, um, but I have given this one a listen. From I felt like I was about to sneeze there. I uh, gave this one a listen recently from start to finish, and um, you know this this falls in the category of something that I really enjoyed. Um, I can't remember any specific song over another. They, it's just kind of, they all kind of blend together. And I don't know if I'll be returning to it all the time. But I didn't not like it. <laughs> I enjoyed listening to it. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, to me, the, the standout feature here would be the guitar work. I think they have some good riffing going on. So here we go. I'm going to play it now off of Shadow of the Raven Throne. This is Funeral Mass with Everlasting Pagan Flame.
There we go. That was Funeral Mass from Poland with Everlasting Pagan Flame. All right, we're going to the UK here out of Yorkshire, a one-man band that's been going since 2018. Uh, that band is called Many Suffer, and it's the project of uh, Calvin Robertshaw, formerly of uh, My Dying Bride. So he was in My Dying Bride for uh, a very long time, and then whenever he left, he was replaced by uh, by Hamish Glenn Cross. And um, he rejoined My Dying Bride uh, after Hamish. It seemed like Hamish was fired. They just kind of said parted ways, but it didn't seem like, uh, from what I had read on Hamish's end, that he wanted to leave. <laughs> so seemed like kind of a, a firing of sorts, but I know they're still friends uh, to this day. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, Calvin rejoined My Dying Bride at that point uh, for the Feel the Misery album and uh, then left right after that. So I was uh, kind of surprised when he had left again, especially because the reasoning given was uh, musical differences. And it's like, did, has it, did he not... It's My Dying Bride. They sound the same their entire career, and I don't know what he was expecting uh, them to sound like or to change their sound when he returned or something, because I know he's always been more of a death and black metal guy uh, than a doom guy and maybe he was just trying to um, show them some ideas he had that maybe they weren't uh, into so he just said well this isn't going to work so he left again uh, but he started this project and uh, it's still very slow very doomy but uh, there is a definite uh, difference between this and My Dying Bride for sure I would say uh, and you'll hear it but um, I'm going to play a song that I originally heard in a shorter form on a uh, Metal Massacre um, compilation. I guess I didn't know they still did those, honestly, but I, I came across this tune and it was maybe around five and a half, six minutes, and I uh, thought it was pretty good, and then come to find out that uh, the song on the album, the exact same song, the full album version is around nine minutes, And uh, but I like it. It's uh, it's To me, it doesn't overstay its welcome, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not uh, a really... Uh, it's not a chore to get through all nine minutes of this, so I think you guys are, are going to appreciate the full version instead of going for the Metal Massacre version. So, uh, The album, there's only one album so far. It came out in December of 2020. It's called The Strangest of Beasts, and that came out through Graveless Soul Records. And, um, yeah, this was the first tune I had heard from this project, and uh, I think it's still my favorite after listening to the entire debut so here we go, off of The Strangest of Beasts, this is Many Suffer with The Trees Die Standing.
There we go. It just cuts from there. Yeah, that was Many Suffer from the UK, the uh, one-man project with uh, Calvin Robert Shaw, formerly of My Dying Bride. That song was The Trees Die Standing. You can definitely hear some My Dying Bride uh, isms in there for sure, but uh, definitely sounds different, you know, than something you would hear on a My Dying Bride record. So uh, if I were to guess, I'd say that that's the type of material he was bringing to the table, and then they probably said, no, that's not quite the sound we're, we're going for here, but uh, that's a really good record. Um, all right, we're going to Finland here. This is a band that I love that I feel like not enough people talk about. I've been going since 92. That is Thy Serpent, and uh, I think it's some of the best black metal to come out of Finland ever, honestly. Um, they kind of fell off the map there after the late 90s. They kind of came back with a uh, an EP, I want to say it was in the year 2000 that they released the Death EP, and then they never broke up or officially said they're going on a hiatus or anything like that. They just kind of didn't do anything um, for many many years, and then out of nowhere in the last few years, they've kind of participated on a split here, released a one-off single there, and supposedly they're working on new stuff. But who knows when that'll ever see the light of day. Um, they've had some deaths, you know, of former members, um, original drummer who played on all three of the full-length albums, um, passed away within the past year or so, I would say, and, um, yeah, they still kind of have the same drummer from, who participated on the Death, uh, EP in 2000, so he is still listed as a full-time member. So yeah, I don't know, they're still active-ish, but uh, just very, very uh, sparingly, I guess. But uh, for me, the first album remains the best. It was the most unique for the time period, and uh, just really melodic and well-done black metal. And um, the album's called Forests of Witchery. It came out in 96 through Spine Farm Records, and that was the debut out of three. They put out three albums in three years, and then that's when they kind of stopped uh, doing stuff for a while. So it was 96, 97, and 98. But yeah, Forest of Witchery just had the perfect production for that music. Um, really great use of acoustic guitars and clean guitars, you know, in the background of certain riffs and stuff that just kind of made it have this cool kind of woodsy vibe. And uh, the fact that it's called Forest of Witchery is perfect because it really does have this kind of forest ritual you know just witchy vibe to it um and i just think it's such a unique album and the songs are so good um i yeah i used to share this album a lot with people back in college <laughs> who were kind of getting into black metal and i would you know do the old well you should check this out this is this is really awesome stuff but yeah i still go back to this record fairly uh, fairly regularly and i love it just as much as i did uh, when i was 19. So here we go. This is one of my favorites off of it, off of 1996 Forests of Witchery. This is Thy Serpent with Only Dust Moves. Yeah. 
Alright. That is Thy Serpent from Finland with Only Dust Moves. Such a good band. Um, I think even Alexi Leho from Children of Bodom uh, contributed in some way to some of their stuff in the past. And uh, so did uh, Somnium from Fintrol. He was in Thy Serpent for a stretch there. Uh, Alright, we're jumping to Italy here. This is a four-piece band that's been going since 2017, but only just released their debut full-length album, and that band is Thulsa Doom. And they put out an EP back in 2018, and I've heard a lot of good things about them, and there was just kind of a lot of build-up and anticipation waiting for them to release an actual full record. And uh, they finally did it in September of this year. The album's called A Fate Worse Than Death, and that came out through uh, Invictus Productions out of Ireland. And it's really good. Um, I'd say it was probably worth the wait. Is it groundbreaking material that you've never heard anything like it? Um, No, I wouldn't say that at all, but um, it's a really good, solid record with some pretty memorable songs. Um, The EP in 2018 was really good as well, so... Uh, I understand that there was the hype there as to uh, when they were going to finally release a full length, so I'm glad they were finally able to do it, and on such a cool uh, label as well. I really like Invictus, uh, their whole roster. They put out some really good quality stuff. So here we go off of their new debut album, A Fate Worse Than Death. This is Thulsa Doom with Cursed Domains Beyond.
There we have it. That is Thulsa Doom from Italy with Cursed Domains Beyond. That's a great record. Uh, again, that record's called A Fate Worse Than Death, and uh, it is out now. Check it out on Spotify or just wherever, but that's where I tend to listen to a lot of stuff. Uh, all right, we're going to Belgium here. This is uh, one of my favorite thrash bands, although they're kind of more like death thrash, I guess. Um, but they're one of my favorites of recent years. It's a four-piece band going since 2016. That is Schizophrenia. And their EP uh, called Voices that came out in uh, 2018 was just one of my favorite thrash releases uh, in, in just recent memory, honestly. But they released uh, their debut full-length in 2020, which it feels like it was just... It feels like it was yesterday. Like, if you told me it came out at the beginning of this year, I would say, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but it was 2020, I guess, when it came out. So, uh, yeah, they're about to put out a new EP um, coming out in February of next year, coming out February 7th. Uh, they are signed, although it says this EP is going to be released independently, so my guess is that it's going to be... Uh, probably just digitally or something like that, because it's a it's a covers EP, so it's short, maybe like four songs, I think, and they're all uh, cover tunes. And uh, I'm gonna play one. It's you know, it's not like me to just want to play a cover that somebody's doing. I'd rather play some of their original material, but in this case, uh, I really like what they did with this song. So, the EP is called Chance of the Abyss, and as I said, it is a short and sweet covers EP. Coming out February 7th, and uh, I'm going to play their cover of a Morbid Angel tune here uh, off of Altars of Madness. Uh, they covered Maze of Torment, and uh, I just think they did a really good job with it. They didn't really deviate too much from the original, but they just kind of put their own their own flavor on it. So, um, yeah, I think the production's really good, and I think they did a great job with it. So here we go off of the upcoming ep chance of the abyss this is schizophrenia with maze of torment <laughs>
All right, there we have that one. That was Schizophrenia with uh, their cover of Maze of Torment by Morbid Angel. Um, yeah, I think they did a great job with that. I think the vocals um, sound great. Like it's That's just kind of his normal voice. He wasn't really trying to do anything different on that cover, but I think his voice suits that song really well. Uh, all right, we're going to the USA here out of Colorado, a uh, more traditional metal band that's been going since 81 off and on. They've kind of had these little periods here and there where they've broken up and then two years later they say hey we're, we're back you know or they'll just lie and claim that they never broke up in the first place which is kind of funny because um, <laughs> they've done that before where they're just like our singer quit and then a year later they return with a new album and the singer says I never quit you know um, so they're kind of all over the place but that's Jag Panzer and Jag Panzer I've probably told this story before but the reason I got into them and Blind Guardian was because I had gotten into uh, Iced Earth back in probably freshman year of high school and um, they were always listed Jag Panzer and Blind Guardian both were always listed uh, in the thank you list on like every album so naturally we wanted to check them out as well and uh, really kind of fell in love with it uh, first album of theirs that I bought was Thane to the Throne that came out in 2000 and then they released an album called Mechanized Warfare that came out in either 2002 or 2003 I can't remember um, but that record was so good those two to me are still my favorites of their discography um, but Thane to the Throne I'm going to play one off of that it was a um, concept album Jesus the phrase escaped my brain for a minute there it was a concept album about the story of Macbeth so it's a very long album uh, but there's a ton of like interludes uh, in there as well so when you look at the track listing you just are like oh my god there's so many songs um, but it's really not that bad you know it's it's not that bloated of a listening experience there's just a lot of these short little interludes and things in there but it's very grand and epic and um, very memorable Production's good. Uh, the guitar solos are great. You know, Chris Broderick was their lead guitar player for a three-album stretch there, and this uh, this one shows his skills quite well. And uh, you know, these albums are the reason why when he joined Megadeth, I was really psyched because uh, the solos he wrote for Jack Panzer were so good and uh, memorable and really technical at the same time. And then he joined Megadeth, and he showed a ton of technical flair, but he just didn't write anything memorable. And it, it blew me away because I'm like, he's capable of it. I've heard it myself. Um, but for whatever reason, in, in Megadeth, he was just a, a shred machine and wasn't really coming up with anything really uh, memorable. But, um, but yeah, the songs on this album and on Mechanized Warfare uh, will definitely stick in your head. Uh, so I'm going to play one of the ones that uh, I really enjoy. Um, King at a Price is probably the most well-known one off of this album. It's got a music video and everything. Uh, I'm not going to play that one. I'm going to play a different one here. So Thane to the Throne came out in 2000 through Century Media, and it was their fifth album out of ten. And they actually just announced recently that they are coming out with a new album uh, next year sometime. Um, and they've already released... Uh, I forget what it's called. I feel like they... They released the album cover and album title recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've always had some great musicians in this this band, and I have no doubt that uh, this next album is going to be excellent. So here we go off of 2000's Thane to the Throne. This is Jag Panzer with Bloody Crime. Bloody <laughs> Crime 
think I fucked something up there. Well, I cut off the last couple seconds of that. Sorry, guys. But yes, that was Jang Panzer with Bloody Crime. Kind of fucked that up a little bit. But uh, great song and great album. And uh, if you're not super familiar with them, um, I can't stress enough that Thing to the Throne and Mechanized Warfare uh, are definitely the strongest albums of the discography. And Harry Conklin's voice is just at its best on those records. And uh, really looking forward to their next one next year. All right, we're going to keep things going with uh, some old school metal here. This is not quite as melodic and traditional. This is more in the speed metal vein here. This is a five-piece band out of Germany that's been going since 2015, and that band is Vulture. And it's one that I had heard of and uh, just kind of didn't really check out for a while and uh, finally did fairly recently. And uh, I really like it because they, you know... As many of these bands do, they kind of have an old-school uh, production as well on their albums. Old-school-looking covers that kind of remind me of, like, old Razor albums, you know, or Exciter, bands like that. Um, but they just do it really well. So I'm going to play something off of their third record, which is uh, the most recent. came out in May of 2021. It's called Dealin' Death. And that came out through Metal Blade, which I actually didn't realize they were signed to Metal Blade. So that's pretty awesome uh, that they're on such a big, uh, well-known label. But I'm going to play the title track off of this one. Uh, it just kind of has the best energy. And I think the album prior, I, I can't remember much of the debut, but the second album I enjoyed uh, quite a bit. And I think I might enjoy it a little more than this third one. Um, but they're both they're both great. They're both just good quality, old-school sound and speed metal. So... Here we go off of their most recent record. This is Vulture with Dealin' Death.
Alright, there we go. That was Vulture from Germany with Dealin' Death off of their album of the same name. Um, yeah, that's that just fits right in with some of the best uh, newer bands that are doing that old style uh, right now. And um, I'm glad I finally got around to checking them out. Uh, Alright, we're going back to Sweden here. This band is still going. They've been going since 1990. And that is Marduk, who I love, of course. Uh, I'm going to play something off of their second record because um, I really like I really like those old albums. Opus Nocturne had some great songs but had some pretty bad production but um, I really like the production on this album. I'm going to play something off of the second record, Those of the Unlight that came out in uh, October of 93 through Osmos Productions and that's their second out of 14 they're up to. From what I have heard, it was many months ago when they showed that they were working on pre-production or whatever for their next one. But I never really saw any more updates after that um, to, you know, show that they're in the studio. Or I don't know if there's a new album, you know, coming in the near future or what. Maybe they've been kind of working on it behind closed doors and not really uh, sharing too much about it. But um, definitely looking forward to that because they have Simon Schilling on drums these days and I'm really excited to hear what he's going to bring to the table uh, on a record for them. Uh, but yes, I'm going to play something off of those, The Unlight. Really love this album. The production's great. The songs are super memorable and uh, very um, individual. Like each song kind of has a different feel to it and its own identity and it still works as a whole album, but these songs are really uh, well-crafted and uh, stand on their own as being memorable songs, and there's no real filler. But that being said, I'm going to play a song that uh, does get overlooked quite a bit, especially uh, in terms of the live set lists and things like that, because they tend to play songs like, uh, you know, Darkness Breeds Immortality, um, but Burn My Coffin and uh, On Darkened Wings are probably the two biggest uh, ones along with Wolves is another like fan favorite for them to play live uh, but there's one song in particular that I feel like gets lost in the shuffle and I think it's uh, just as strong as, as all the other ones on the album so I'm going to share it with you now because um, I like every tune on this album there's no there's no filler for me on this one so here we go an, an often forgotten song here off of 1993's Those of the Unlight this is Marduk with A Sculpture of the Night
There we go. That is Marduk with the Sculpture of the Night. Uh, yeah, his voice, uh, Joachim Grave, he had a great voice. I thought he was a really good fit with them. Um, and he drummed on that album as well. He did drums and vocals. But um, but yeah, I believe uh, Mortus, the current vocalist, is a big fan of his as well. That's why they did that duet together off of Romans 5.12, uh, which was what? Cold Mouth Prayer? I believe was the song when they invited him back and they kind of did a little duet thing and I thought that was excellent. All right, we're going to the Netherlands here. This band's been going since 89 and uh, they have changed their sound wildly to a much more just melodic like pop doom type thing, but not really doom. It's just kind of female fronted kind of uh, catchy melodic metal. But that's The Gathering, and I had always heard of The Gathering. Um, my friend Chris, uh, who's my friend through childhood and high school, and is still my friend, of course, but uh, hes he I don't see him as often as I'd like. He's in uh, the Houston area these days. But he was a big fan of any metal band that had a hot chick singer. <laughs> so, um, And I, I really just didn't buy that he was uh, legitimately a fan of these bands. I think he was just more captivated by the front woman. But uh, but he would really try to sell me on bands like Tristania and and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's not that. It's not really for me. But uh, The Gathering was one of them. And at the time, like the stuff he was trying to get me into, I just wasn't into. But I was listening recently to uh, to Alan Averill from Primordial, his podcast, uh, which is hit and miss with me. Sometimes he gets real political and, you know, current events and stuff. And I just I'm not into uh, his two cents on a lot of that stuff. But he had an episode about um, the history of like Death Doom and just talked about a lot of the big name bands that you would think of in that genre, like Asphyx and My Dying Bride and stuff like that. And, you know, Anathema and Paradise Lost and all that kind of stuff. But he did mention, he said, you know, the first album from The Gathering has to be mentioned in that same conversation. He said before it got to, you know frilly and and pretty sounding he said this was a, a pretty solid uh death doom album and uh so i said you know i don't think i've ever really given it the time of day so i went back and listened to uh their debut album which is called always that came out in 1992 and uh they've put out 12 records now so that was their debut back then and he's right it's not my favorite by any means when it comes to death doom stuff but it's really solid um it definitely is is dated i mean it sounds like an early 90s you know type album but um but there's some solid material on there and it definitely kind of has that same foundation that you hear on those early paradise lost records and things like that so i felt like uh it was kind of slightly eye-opening for me um this is not like my new favorite band or something like that but i, I definitely uh developed a bit of an appreciation for an, an album that i otherwise probably wouldn't have checked out um, so yes, just due to its kind of place in Death Doom history, I decided I would play them on this episode. So here we go. Off of their 1992 debut album, Always, this is The Gathering with Second Sunrise. <laughs>
Alright, there we go. That is The Gathering from the Netherlands with Second Sunrise off of their debut album Always from back in 92. Yes, definitely not my favorite, you know, Death Doom album, but uh, it was definitely uh, one that needs to be included in the conversation. So, all right, we're jumping to Finland here. This band initially existed from 95 to 2013, um, and then they they kind of went in like an industrial uh, direction for a bit there towards the end, and then since reforming in 2017, they have kind of embraced their more extreme uh, metal roots. That band is And Oceans, and uh, they feature uh, Matthias Lillmans on main vocals, who's the um, vocalist for uh, Fintroll, Vreth from Fintroll. And I'd say the last album uh, for And Oceans called Cosmic World Mother from 2020, uh, amazing album, amazing. And it's the best he's ever sounded, I would say. He's never sounded bad, but it's just by far, to me, his strongest vocal performance. And uh, they're about to come out with a new one. Uh, it's coming out on January 15th. The new album's called As in Gardens, So in Tombs. And that's coming out through Season of Mist. It's their sixth album overall, and it'll be their second one uh, with Matthias on vocals. And they've released several singles uh, leading up to this now. At least three, maybe even four. But I know they've released at least three songs now at this point. And they just keep getting better. Um, picks up right where the last album left off. Uh, a really interesting kind of abstract album cover and the songs are just um, excellent they're really good and it picks up right where the last one left off um, perhaps they've scaled back the full-blown wall of sound like aggression uh, from the last album and there's slightly more dynamics going on within these singles that they've released but um, they sound great and uh, the band sounds great vocals sound great I'm really looking forward to this one so just a few more weeks and uh, we'll get to enjoy the whole thing so here we go off of the upcoming album as in gardens so in tombs this is and oceans with within fire and crystal
There we go. That is And Oceans from Finland with uh, Within Fire and Crystal. And I keep getting this buzz in my headphones, and I'm really hoping that it's just in the headphones and not coming through on playback here. So if it is, I apologize for that. Um, yeah, we really enjoyed the last album from And Oceans so much. Us guys in the Krigsgrove camp that we uh, it actually prompted us to uh, look up who mixed it and contact them to mix our last album. So that's exactly what we did. So the people at Wolf Throne Studios in Finland, uh, we reached out to them to mix our last album, and we uh, will be utilizing them again for our next album, which will be coming out in uh, probably the summer of 2023. So, let's carry on here to the USA out of Massachusetts. This band's been going since 07, but they really uh, didn't release anything for quite a while. They're called Enumerable Forms, and they kind of fit into that kind of revival of that uh, so-called old-school death metal um, style, which is kind of the more primitive kind of incantation-type sound. Um, So they're definitely not bringing anything new to the table here but um they they do a really good job of this and i uh i didn't really know much about them until uh seeing some things about this new album of theirs on one of the death metal facebook groups that i'm in they released a debut in 2018 and then their newest one uh, came out in september of this year called philosophical collapse and that came out through profound lore records which is another great label but um yeah, I think somebody just kind of shared a link to YouTube where they had the full album, you know, on a video on YouTube. And uh, I checked out a few songs and thought it was uh, really strong. So uh, listened to the rest of it on Spotify uh, over the course of a couple days and uh, thought it was really good. So yes, as I said, it's not reinventing the wheel here, but it's just some good uh, kind of primitive death metal here. And um, yeah, showing some support. So... Off of the new album, Philosophical Collapse, this is Enumerable Forms with Built on Rot.
All right. There we have that. That is Enumerable Forms with Built on Rot off of their album Philosophical Collapse. Um, all right. We have reached that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. Thank you all once again for, uh, for waiting an extra week here so I could take care of all my drum tracking. Hopefully this is a nice little Christmas gift for you. So for those of you that have to uh, go back to work on Boxing Day, uh, you can have something nice to listen to. So uh, if you want to uh, tell someone where they can listen to the podcast, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And of course, the uh, entire catalog of episodes is uh, available on Spotify as well. So you can find it and uh, follow it there. Any sort of feedback and requests or demands or harsh criticism, you can uh, you can hurl that my way at uh, bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of uh, updates or news or poll questions for you guys, the audience, it's all going to be posted there. So uh, please find and like that Facebook page. Um, yeah, I, I've already been compiling my bands for the next um, episode. I'm not going to release it, you know, next week to kind of compensate for that delay. I'm just going to carry on from today, um, you know, every other week how I normally would. So I will have a new episode in two weeks. So be ready for that. And uh, for those of you celebrating Christmas, have a good one. Enjoy it with your families. And uh, I intend to do the same. Got a little six-year-old son, so it's pretty fun at Christmas time for him and for me. So yes, uh, have a good one, and I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. But first, let's announce this thing. I'm going to play something from Satyricon, who I mostly love. They've had some missteps. Most recently, that uh, album they released uh, that coincides with the Edvard Munch art exhibit in Oslo that... um, Sigurd was working on so closely he was writing music to accompany this art exhibit and it's just ambient stuff that I'm sure suits the art exhibit fine but uh, they made the decision to release it as an album not just as an album but a Satyricon album and it's uh, that's a hard pass for me (laughs) that's not really not really a good a good thing for me to sit and listen to it's pretty boring but um But yeah, they've released some gems over the years, and uh, I'm going to play something off of their third album from 1996 called Nemesis Divina, and that came out through through Sigurd's own Moonfog Productions label. And yes, of course you know what song I'm going to play here. It's by far the most epic, probably the most epic song they've ever done, honestly, but uh, it's still a fan favorite and a live favorite, and they play it... uh, towards the end of pretty much every show from what I've seen. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to see it live on a couple of occasions, and uh, it's a real powerful song in a live setting for sure. So, here we go. This is a nice epic close to the episode. So, see you guys in two weeks. Until then, happy holidays. Off of the 1996 album Nemesis Divina, this is Satyricon with Mother North. Cheers. Cheers.